What's up, everybody, on a Friday? This is going to be the first episode of the Full Draw Friday edition of the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. It's the episodes I've kind of been talking about for a little while, wanting to do. We're going to start doing them on Fridays. This is now going to be more where we talk about the management stuff, um, more of the strategy stuff. Obviously, we'll still get into some of that on our Monday episodes, but that'll be more for like uh, the last episode. If you didn't catch that one, go back and check it out, number 48. Um, We'll get everybody in there, and we'll just kind of sit down, especially throughout the season at least, and we'll talk about what's going on, what we're seeing out in the field, that kind of stuff, catch everybody up on what's going on with us on the Monday one, Uh, just kind of sit around guys talking about hunting. Whereas this one will be, like I said, we'll talk about uh, more of the habitat management, uh, deer management. We'll talk about some more hunting strategies and stuff like that. And we'll do some Q&A too. So if you guys have questions uh, that you want answered, unless you specifically want them answered on the Monday episode, this is where they will get answered from now on. So that said, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, deer senses. So obviously the hunting season's open everywhere that I know of right now, uh, especially throughout the Midwest. We are rolling into the second weekend of October. Uh, we got a cold front that just pushed through here in southern Illinois, so I'm going to try to keep this short because I'm going to get out there this afternoon and get after them. Usually this will be uh, recorded before Friday and posted on Friday morning, kind of like the Monday one comes out at, at midnight on Monday. So we had some stuff come up this week, though. Um, I got some videos coming up from the cabin and from Nate's that will hopefully be posted soon. Uh, Nate's will be posted first, and then we'll do the cabin one. But we got some updates from there on how the food plots are doing. I uh, got the food plots in at the cabin, so all that stuff's coming up as well. But that kind of pushed back doing this podcast. Either way, I wanted to get it up because this is the first uh, Friday of deer season that we've had, so I wanted this to be the first one. Anyway, we're going to talk about senses today, um, and more specifically, smell and vision and hearing. We'll talk about those three specifically. Uh, touch is actually very important for deer. Uh, they use it uh, the, with the lashes kind of like, like look like whiskers around their, their eyes and their snout and stuff. They actually use that for feel. And then another kind of interesting thing is the velvet for the deer, they can actually feel that. So that's how they know, like if you've ever seen a buck duck under a barbed wire fence or around limbs and stuff, they know where their antlers are at because they could feel them when they had velvet on, and then they shed that velvet, and then they can kind of still remember where their antlers were at. So that was just kind of that's just kind of an interesting note on that. But the three I wanted to focus on, like I said, smell, vision, and hearing. And a lot of guys will think that the deer actually use their nose for their primary line of defense, and that's actually not the case. Now, obviously, they do use it. Um, but actually it's more of a combination of those three things that I'm going to talk about. Their nose is most important for finding food, believe it or not. Um, they smell certain things. Uh, that's how they can kind of pick through what they're eating and pick out what they want to eat and what they're avoiding when they're eating through shrubs and brush and even in food plots and stuff like that. So obviously they're still going to use their nose when they detect danger with it. Uh, they can smell up to a hundred times better than people can. So they're going to be able to detect something that's out of the ordinary um, where we couldn't and that's that's probably why it seems like that's their main defense uh, because we get busted a lot of time by scent whether you're just not thinking about the wind or that it switches on you or a deer just happens to come up from the wrong direction and gets downwind of you we've all seen well maybe not all of us but 
a lot of you guys, we've seen the big buck come in from the wrong side, and as soon as he hits our downwind, he just stops like he hit a brick wall. So it is very important, but it is not their primary line of defense. Like I said, it's going to be a combination of scent, uh, what they hear, and what they see. Uh, they actually don't hear much better than we do, but they do have more directional hearing, obviously with the shape of their ears and their ability to move them around <laughs> Uh, in certain directions so they can kind of pinpoint if they hear something uh, they can kind of pinpoint where it's coming from and then that's when they combine that with the scent or the vision as well and uh, like I said they don't hear much better than us regularly but once they get into like I guess around their feeding or around their bedding they start to kind of pay more attention to that sound um, that's part of the reason we talk a lot about hunting them on travel corridors and stuff and not directly over a big food uh, food plot or right in their bedding area. They're going to be a lot more in tune to what noises are natural in those areas. And then if they hear something unnatural, that's when they start to pinpoint where it's at. Uh, so they just they kind of pay more attention than we do, I guess would be a way to put it. And then obviously with the shape of their ears, they can detect where exactly that sound's coming from. But a really big one for the deer that they have, an advantage over us, not only their nose, uh, is their eyes. There's kind of a lot of misunderstanding, I think, that I've seen about how deer actually see and what they see. But kind of a good way to put it is that they see like someone with red-green color blindness, and they see the blue hues a lot better than people do, which helps them see at night. Um, that's one of the kind of the things you'll hear a lot of times guys talk about well, you have better luck around the new moon, uh, when the, the dark of the moon, because the deer see better at night, so they're moving more during the full moon. The deer see just as well during the new moon as they do the full moon, so there's actually nothing to back that up. There's been no, no research backs that up, no data or science or anything like that, uh, because the deer can see at night regardless. So a lot of guys have different thoughts about... Um, deer movement based on the moon but that's that's not one of them um, it's not because they can see better during the full moon so they're going to move at night uh, they can see just as well anytime no matter what the moon is at night because of that uh, their ability to see the blues um, camo actually a lot of today's camo patterns and material has a lot to do with it uh, reflects a lot of blue light so that gets really bad around uh, the best times to be hunting late in the evening or early in the morning. Those low light conditions, when your camo's reflecting a lot of blue light, the deer are gonna pick that up a lot better than they would in the rest of the day, or maybe some different camos or uh, other patterns, which is why uh, staying still is more important than the camo pattern you're wearing. That's why guys have been killing deer for hundreds of years using no camo to the old army green camo, uh, to the early stuff, like the advantage, then you get into the advantage camos, the tree bark camos, and then all the way up to the mossy oaks and real trees that you see today, um, anything like that. So it's a lot more important to be focused on your movement than it is your camo pattern. Obviously, you want to break yourself up a little bit. Uh, the camo is going to help with that, and it'll allow you to do have a little bit more movement, but a lot of that stuff is going to reflect a lot of blue light, which is going to make them see you better in the most important times to be hunting, which is the early in the morning and late in the evening, at least for most of the year. So that's kind of a note on that. Um, another thing 
like I said, with movement being important, they're so good at picking that up because if you think about it and you put your finger out in front of your face and you look at it, you can only focus on one point at a time. So you can't, if your finger is in focus, if you're looking at it, now you can go to the background behind it and you can focus on that, but now your finger's blurry. Just like everywhere else you look, we can only focus on one singular point at a time and everything else around that is blurry uh, outside of a certain range. The deer are actually have focus on everything within their field of view. Uh, and on top of that, their eyes are on the sides of their head because they're a prey animal. So they have a lot wider field of vision as well. So that's why they can pick up that movement and point, pinpoint it just like they can with their ears better than we could walking through the woods or just standing and looking at an open field or looking into a tree line. Uh, the deer are, have absolute focus on everything, so any little movement, especially big movements, they're going to see that, and that's why they can turn and stop on a dime even when they're walking and pick you out of the tree. They also see another reason they can run through the woods so well. Like if you went and tried to run through the woods, you have to be looking down and then looking up, and you're hitting your head on stuff and you're tripping on stuff. The reason the deer can do that is not only because they're focused on everything, but they kind of see in slow motion. So what happens with your eyes kind of an elementary way to put it, it's kind of like a camera shutter speed. So whatever it is in your eye opens and closes and lets a certain amount of light in. Okay, so if you think about, like I said, a camera shutter speed or even like the old intro to movies where you got that blinking kind of going on or the old real movies, they're blinking so fast that it kind of looks like it's one solid picture, but it's actually a bunch of chopped up frames. That's how your eyes work. The deers are flat, are shuttering for lack of a better term exponentially more times per minute per second than ours are so to us it looks like they're seeing in slow motion regular view for them would be like slow motion to us which is why again they can run through the woods without tripping on stuff um they can see us moving um while they're walking or running so those are kind of some things with their vision that make them give them that huge advantage over us. Um, not only can they smell a hundred times better than us, they hear again similar to us, but they can pinpoint us with that hearing with their ears the way they are and their ability to move them. And then their vision is really important uh, for their defense and for their survival. And that's why a lot of times you'll see the bedding where you think, man, that kind of doesn't make sense with the wind where it's going to be most of the time. But you might look out there and get down on their level and they can see a long ways or they can see a wide field so they know what's coming. Um, that's uh, kind of an indicator of how much they actually rely on their vision just as much or more than their nose. Um, that's going to be kind of their first line of defense, but their overall primary defense is going to be a combination of those things. So all stuff to be paying attention to as far as the deer senses go. Um, hopefully that helps you, that'll help you be a better hunter if you have all that stuff in mind and you're keeping it in mind this fall. That way you're paying more attention maybe to your movement and you're still watching your wind like you should um, than maybe some other things. Blinds obviously are going to come in really handy for that. Uh, we've got, I've just put up an elevated, well I put a platform underneath a ground blind. Uh, Nate, you'll see in the video when we put that out, um, has a new Radix blind that we talked about a little bit on the, I believe it was the last podcast that we did. Um, that's really going to help out as far as the movement goes. You still obviously have to be careful in there because the deer are going to see the windows, and if they catch something moving in the windows, then you've hurt yourself there as well. But that can help. Uh, sometimes 
elevation will help. Although, if you've got the option of being 15 foot off the ground or even 10 foot off the ground with good cover from trees, tree branches and whatnot, or 25 foot with no cover and nothing background, no nothing behind you at all, no kind of background, so you're going to be skyline, the 10 or 15 foot is going to be better. So that's really important. That's why we talk about when we're hanging our stands and stuff, how much cover we have in front of us and behind us and then around us as well. So I think we did a podcast on that too. I'm not exactly sure which episode, but you can go back and find it. We talked more in depth about hanging tree stands and stuff. So that's kind of all I wanted to cover today. Like I said, I was going to keep this one a little shorter. Generally, this one probably, this episode on Fridays probably will be a little bit shorter unless we have a bunch of questions to do or we get into something, you know, more in depth, something really interesting that we get really into, I should say. Um, And I will have some other guys on this occasionally as well. Hopefully it won't just be me all the time, but I'd say more often than not, it probably will be. So hopefully you guys are good with that. But I do have one question to answer Uh, we got through Facebook, and then we'll wrap this thing up. We'll go get some lunch. I'll go get some lunch and then hit the the woods this evening. Uh, Looking forward to it with this cold front moving through. So the question we got was, here's something I've always wondered about. If people shoot with a crossbow, is it better to shoot from the ground or in a tree stand? Which is something you really don't think about a lot because you think, well, I just, you know, go hunt wherever and you don't take that into consideration necessarily Um, I do think if you hunt with a crossbow you have an advantage on the ground over someone who's hunting with a traditional compound bow obviously you don't have to move as much you don't have to draw the bow back um, so it's a lot easier it's more like hunting with a gun Uh, the range clearly isn't the same but the lack of movement helps you gives you an advantage on the ground over a compound bow or a traditional bow whenever you're shooting As far as the tree stand goes, I think it's probably about the same. It's going to be a little harder to maneuver, maybe. You're going to have to pay attention to your window as far as where your limbs are going to open up at when you're shooting that way out of a tree stand. Um, But I think you can can do either one. It's very capable in either situation, on the ground or in a tree stand. So hopefully that answers that question. That's going to be it for this week, guys. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sending in your questions. If you got more, feel free to message us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at RidgeHunterOD, at RidgeHunterOutdoors. You can comment on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe there as well so you can keep up with all the videos we got coming out. Follow us on Spotify. Leave us a review on Apple. All those are going to be ways to keep up with us and support us. You can also go to RidgeHunterOutdoors.com and... Check out everything we got there, and that's another place you guys can find our contact information to send us questions if you have them, comments, or whatever about the podcast. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Really excited to get this thing going. The Full Draw Friday episodes, we'll have one every Friday at least through the season, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I might continue it all. It may just become its own thing and go year-round. So thanks again, and we will see you guys next Friday.